You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I'm your host, Jeff Paul, the human potato of comedy. Uh, My guest today, a very good friend of mine, very funny comedian, the pride and joy of Gray County, Mr. Jarrett Campbell. How are you today, Jarrett? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. What is this, episode three? This is episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, We just started this podcast and, uh, you know, you're a good friend, so I figured I'd get you in right at the beginning. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'm going to go and check those first two episodes when I get home. Can't wait. Uh, there's a few on there that were just testers, you know? Sure, yeah. No, I don't know how this works. We're just wait, working out the kinks. Yeah, no, I've also had a podcast go in the shitter before. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not going in the shitter. No, we're, this is good. We're going this strong nice. here at Never nice, Sleeps Network. You got a nice setup here. It looks good. It looks professional in here. Yeah, if you want to take a little nap on the old Never Sleeps bed, go ahead. What is that like? I guess you <laughs> can't a, nap on a Never Sleeps bed, can you? Yeah, it's just a bed of nightmares. It's just for know. fucking that one. Have you guys had anybody fuck in here on the air? I, I'm, I'm trying to work that out. Yeah, with yeah. Kira. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had her in here last week, and she uh, she was not up for a for a fucking. Oh yeah. Even when Alex left, she didn't even want Did to you explain to her that it's not a visual. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry, nobody will see you. Like, dear. I don't have to take a picture after. They'll just hear me beg for a bit, <laughs> and then hear you sigh at the end. That's yep. So we open Jeff up and learn a little more about him. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming down here to uh, Never Sleeps Network. I got to say it four times. Sure, or, man. Or else I, uh, I, I don't get, get it. paid. You know how it works. And uh, we're just going to talk to you for an hour, have a good time, laugh, cry. Maybe we'll hold each other at the end. I don't oh, know. Hope not. You don't want to hold me? I don't know. Come on. Let's see where it goes. See what you could, where you can touch the insides of me. Does that sound right? I would love to touch the inside of that colon, bud. Oh, my God. It's a mess. It's a it's mess? It's a fucking mess down there. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge, dodging buzz saws with your finger going in there. You ever get pegged? Uh, no. No? W- would you be up for it? Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't so? think so. I, I think that, uh, I, I don't like have any problem with the idea of it. I just don't think I'd be into it. I don't even like having a finger in my ass. Okay, okay. I like to have my ass licked, you know that. Yeah, yeah, everyone likes to have their ass licked. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you like to have your ass licked? Stupid, very stupid <laughs> not to like to have your ass licked. But I, I've never enjoyed really having anything in there, so I can, I can say, uh, I think, uh, with confidence that I would not enjoy being pegged. All right. But would you do it if she fucking really right loved I you? I would, yeah. <laughs> Bite down on a fucking t-shirt, let her buck. But if you're going to do it, you better do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch me in the back of the head. <laughs> Treat you like a real whore, Yeah, eh? fucking right. What's your dad's name? That's my name now. I'm your dad. All right. Well, we're, uh, you're, you're a very disturbing individual. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but we're going to find out where it all started. Yeah. Uh, born in Germany. Born in Germany. Yes. What town in Germany? Um, I was the the place that people would know as Baden Baden, perhaps, which is uh, it's on the southwest corner of Germany, right by the borders of Switzerland and France. My father was in the military, so it was like a military town that I grew that I was raised in there, which was Weitnam, or for a couple of years. So your dad was uh, on deployment. Yes. Found your mom. He was there for the Cold War. Ah. Yeah. He was there to uh, battle the Russians when they were supposed to make a push through Europe, but that never happened. So then the wall came down, and then uh, I moved here a year after the wall came down. How old were you when I moved here? I was only two. My brother was four, but I used to go back every summer. It's just you and your brother, time. right? Yeah. And your uh, your mom, what was she doing over there? She was going to school, I believe, to be like a translator. Uh, she rode a motorcycle. 
Mm. Pretty cool. Which I thought was really cool as a kid, but then I realized it's just such a part of the German culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's so got she a was just super video. German. I don't know if she was cool or just very German. Her name is Gudrun Fritsch, so. What's that again? Gudrun Fritsch. What's your dad call her? He's got to have a nickname for her. Gertie. Gertie? Gertie. <laughs> no, I think he just calls her Gudrun. We, uh, we, we bought our buddy a goat when we were uh, kids for yeah. his birthday. We all chipped in and went to the farm auction, bought him a goat for his 17th birthday. And we called it uh, Dirty Gertie the Goat Whore. Yeah. Okay. We had some good times. I'll tell her. (laughs) Let her know, (laughs) eh? How much does a goat go for? It was 75 bucks. Is that right? I yeah. convinced that. If this I, is in the 90s, though. I don't know. I'm sure inflation oh, goats were, come... they couldn't. They were fucking giving goats away yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> take my goat. Take my goat. I'm sure, with in the inflation, they're like probably, you know, 150 to 200 these days. But that does remind me, uh, one time my grandpa was up from Germany, and we were at a flea market as kids, and somehow my brother and I convinced him while my mom was somewhere else in the flea market to buy us a ferret. So, we got a ferret brought home with my German grandpa, and it was the biggest piece of shit we had it for one week it bit everybody it bit everybody constantly it hit all of our shiny shit under a grandfather clock in the house it smelled awful always fed it to the dog it's the devil well we fucking no we turned we drowned it in the backyard and well first so this what we did we we drowned it a bit and my dad took it out of the bucket he said look at it look at it well it was gasping and then he you've seen a fish when it comes out of the water off a rock right he slapped it a couple times and then he put it in the water he said now you hold it i said dad no he's like you i gotta hold it no i don't know he gave it away <laughs> yeah, any pet we brought home, our dad made us kill it. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes you didn't even get to take the bow off. <laughs> I tell you, there was a cop. Like, you know, there was these two cops that were always after me when I was a teenager. And uh, I used to say their names all the time. I probably I just won't anymore. But they, uh, the one of them, they were uh, at a baseball park, which is in a small town near where I grew up. And uh, his kids were playing baseball, and he lived right near the park. And his dog ran out onto the field uh, with rabies. Started like chasing around. So all the kids screaming, they got everybody. He runs home and comes back with a shotgun and had to blow his family dog's head off at the baseball game in front of of his children and his family. Oh, my girlfriend listens to this podcast. She is not going to be happy. I apologize to her. I don't know what. She doesn't even want to hear that story. Doesn't even need the visual. She sees it. I'm a dog guy. (laughs) I love dogs. But at that time... For that guy, that's a great thought. Pretty goddamn funny. I have to blow your Chris Kirsten's present away in front of you know, Napoleon Dynamo when the bus pulls in front of the cow. That's how I picture it with no bus. Oh, shooting your kid's Christmas present. Fuck, that's mm. funny. So you came over when you were one, two? Two. I was two. Two. And so then I used to go back in the summers when I was a kid. And go, what, stay with your grandparents? Yeah, we stay with my grandparents, my uncle. Oh, I have way, way more family in Germany than here. I have yeah. a very small family here and a big family there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, what's your mom come from? A lot of siblings? Yeah. Uh, no, she she had two brothers, but um, just like their family is very close-knit over there in terms of like your cousins and everything like that. It's kind of like the in like Italians would be over here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of extended family. Like I, that's the only place where I know like second cousins and stuff like that. I, haven't, I don't know anything about that here. Okay. What, your, dad, uh, your dad got nobody over here? No, no, he does. Um, we one of uh, part of our family we just don't talk to anymore, and then he's got one other brother, and that's who we just have Christmas with and stuff. They live here, so it's just my aunt and uncle and cousin though. And okay. our, our, his parents have passed away, and I have my grandpa still in Germany. Okay, yeah, he's how old is he? He turned eighty five this summer. I was there for his eightieth birthday. That was the last time I was there, actually. Fuck, five years? You haven't been to the homeland? Yeah, I was supposed to go last year, and I turned it down. I think I'm going to go next summer. I went um, oh nine. My buddy was in Stuttgart living there. Stuttgart. Yeah, so I went to their little Oktoberfest. It's nice down there. That's not too far from where 
from where I lived for an hour a, and a half or something. It's a fun little city, man. I, uh, yeah, I was really great. enjoyed my time in Germany. Especially Oktoberfest is great. That, the first time I ever actually got drunk, you know, not the first time I drank, but the first time I felt drunk was at actual Oktoberfest in Germany, where my uncle was feeding me beers. And it was the <laughs> those, summer. Those before. liter beers? Yeah. Just fucking get them in you, kid. And it was the summer before grade nine or, or something like that. Nice. Yeah. I was, I was the first feeling of ever like stumbling. Like when I walked home and it was oh. in the town I was born in. So that's kind of I was cool. drunk way earlier than that. Yeah. Well, I drank, but I never, I guess I never, it was the same as like it, with the weed. I was one of those people that did take a few times to like smoke weed before I got drunk and uh, mm. or before I got high. So when uh, you guys move back, move over here from Germany, mm-hmm. you go right to Gray County. We went to Grand Valley, which is like not far from Orangeville. Okay. Um, we moved there. Uh, my dad became a cop, and he worked Peel Region up here in the city. So we lived there. He commuted to the city. I lived there until I was four, I think, and then four or five, and then I moved to Gray County, and I started like kindergarten. I started kindergarten in Grand Valley, and finished it in Gray County, and then okay. that was, and then I was safe. And your old man. Uh- he was always a peel cop? He was a peel cop for eight years before Just he went into the country. And what's he do? Then he became a detective out like a half an hour from where we live in the country. And now he's got like, he is in charge of, he's like a sergeant and all that. Oh, yeah? He's real proud of you, eh? <laughs> well, similar <laughs> paths, right? <laughs> I used to always kind of parallel it too when I would think about like if I'm a failure or not. And I would be like, nah, man, my dad was still fucking up at this age. And then <laughs> one time I was like, nah, man, my dad. And I was like, oh, no shit. He got his act together a year before in his stories. Oh, I'm yeah. like, now I'm, way, now I'm th- four years past when he got his shit together. When, uh, when I was born, I was my dad's third and he was 24 years old at the time. Mm. And, and how uh, old was he, he already, for his the, the youngest? Uh, 19. Like, yeah. So he already had a house, fucking everything. Yep. His own little business. And uh, he's been doing that for fucking pushing 45 years or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he had his, he had his uh, I guess, professional life together quick, mm-hmm. but personal life, that took a long time. You got to pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get them both at once. You want to be good at work or good at home? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a 24-year-old dad uh, doesn't know how to be a dad, I'll tell you that. No, but that's <laughs> it's more important for a kid to have a friend first and a father second. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have, a, you have all these, you have enough fathers at school. <laughs> you, go, you go see your fathers every day, all right? When you come home at night, you need a friend to talk to. Ah, uh, funny. What was school like? You're a good kid? Um, no. I mean, I wasn't, but here, I, I wasn't horrible. Like, I wasn't one of those kids constantly being suspended or like that, but I was always in some sort of trouble. Uh, I was just a bad student because I didn't love school. Like, teachers, I think, at the beginning, they, I was like one of those kids that were like, but they saw something. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's creative, you know, whatever. But I was just, because she just couldn't get the grades together ever. Like, I dreaded report card. I was always so jealous of kids that could look forward to report card. <laughs> I never, I couldn't fathom fucking coming home with a report card and still being able to watch The Simpsons, you know? Yeah, I, uh. I came out of the gates hot when I was like really young yeah. in school. Like in grade one, I had they had me doing grade two work, and there were like there was talks of me skipping a grade, but I didn't want to do that because <laughs> talks of you being prime minister. No, they're it just was like rumbling. No, they were just gonna they yeah, want yeah. they wanted to move me ahead a grade, and I didn't want to leave my friends. But then by the time grade three hit, I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, you blew it. Yeah, <laughs> you, pl- you partied when you you partied on your rookie contract. <laughs> you should have focused. I um I I got like in like grade like. Fucking, when I was like grade five or six, I got put in like this group for kids that like the teachers thought were like especially smart, like in their own, where I was like staying after school talking about El Nino and shit. (laughs) 
and I knew right away. I'm like, I shouldn't be here. I get, like, you know, you feel like a fraud doing comedy sometimes. Yeah. You, know, you bomb, you're just like, what the fuck? That's how I felt in that group every day. I'm like, I don't know, this isn't for me. I was your brother with you growing up? He fuck you up because you're the younger brother? Or? No, I mean, no, not really. He was the fucked up one more. Like, I was more, um, I don't know. If I, like, I guess I was always kind of in the popular group, but I was not like a... It was weird. Like, I loved sports. I did all that, but I wasn't a jock or a hick. Like, I was always very much... I always liked the idea of writing was a big thing for me, and I always loved music and drums and, like, snowboarding, things like that. So, I was kind of... I did a lot of different things, but, yeah, he was more of the artsy kind of kid that had a harder time growing well, he, up. He designed this Potato Files logo. He did design it. How pretty it is, it does eh? nice, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh... So we finally got you on. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> got a free logo out of your brother, Big and then uh, sat around for a year and waited. <laughs> oh well, I'm right over there. Eh? If you want me back next week, I'll come. <laughs> this is just the beginning. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get past public school. You're actually my new co-host. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Please welcome our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> just start bringing people. In. <laughs> any uh, any religion in your family? Yeah, but not like. Super strict religion. Like, my mother is Anglican. She still goes to church every Sunday. I had to go to church every week until I was, I think, I want to say I was 12 years old. It was the first time that she gave me the choice. And the first fucking time she gave me the choice, I did not go. And I never went. But I I went for her on Christmas Eve for a few, like, until I was, like, 18 or something like that. And then I... I stopped and I'm like, Dad, this is fucking clearly your job to go with her on Christmas Eve. I'll hang back, rap, whatever shit you didn't get done, drink some beer. But was, I, uh, was she going alone? Like, or yeah, she goes to church alone like every now, Sunday. Now she goes alone. Your dad's not joining. No, he'll go if she's she's in the choir and all that. Like, he'll go see her if she's doing something like that, or he goes on Christmas or Easter and stuff like that. But he doesn't. He does not go every Sunday. I think my dad's one of those people that has like faith. He believes. In that, but I'm not sure how much he believes in organized religion or really knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've had a lot of weird discussions at our house. Yeah, I remember because uh, we used to go just Christmas. There was a stretch when I was a kid we went for a bit and then we stopped and then my cousin was killed in a car accident and my dad needed answers. So he was like, we're going back to church. And that lasted a few months. And within those months, I became an altar boy. Yeah. So then like my family stopped going to church, but I still had to go be an altar boy. <laughs> So I'm just like, well, I thought this was the thing we're all doing. And my dad just like, I'll just drop you off, pick you up when you're done. That's great, eh? Yeah. It just smells like a party when he picks you up. <laughs> Fuck, you smell like you're having a way better time than me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go have a few beers, drive your son home. You'll be fine. That's all right. You don't tell the boys at the Legion, you're all right, I picked my son up from hockey. He's playing hockey. Why don't you ever watch his games? Oh. My dad was quite the hockey dad. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh... What sports you play when you're a kid? Hockey? hockey was my biggest sport. I played hockey most of my life, and I played I played everything though when I was younger. I played soccer, played baseball, uh, played played one year of rugby. That didn't go well. I was very like lanky. <laughs> I was like 16. I was like during my growth spurt, didn't work out. They didn't play me much, so I just never went back. But yeah, hockey was my big one. The big disappointment. <laughs> Are you then, good? But I liked. I was good at hockey. Like travel or house league? Uh, no, I was playing travel. Yeah. I was. I was. I was good. And then I got my fuck my arm up when I was young, and I got uh, in hockey when I was playing call up. I was playing with some older guys, and I got uh, I got hit from high. Anyways, I fucked my arm up, and that kind of like fucked things up at that time because that's when I was growing the most, and it kind of really took away. And then I I got really into just like smoking pot and doing a lot of other things in high school. I was just I really. 
I picked up playing in a band. Like that was, it was a huge thing for me playing music. I loved skateboarding and I loved it. And hockey was just one of the things I really liked to do at that point instead of the only thing I wanted to do. It was the last time you were on a board. But it's been years. Been here, right? <laughs> I haven't been on anything. Here's the thing. I quit everything when I started comedy because I was like, oh, it's just all about comedy. And now I'm like 30 this year and I'm looking back, I'm like, I don't play drums anymore. I don't play hockey anymore. I don't snowboard anymore. I quit fucking everything to be on this podcast. <laughs> well, you made it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pick up some drumsticks, you fucking idiot. Do you ever get the urge to go play? I really get the urge to start. I'm going to start playing. I have my hockey equipment here now. I'm going to get hockey I'm getting back into. I've yeah. had, it's been long enough. I really can't not play hockey for any longer. The drums, I don't know if I'll ever, I feel like after like a five-year gap of playing mm -hmm. drums. Because when I was- well, The thing is with the drums, you can't just have a drum kit. No, but I did. Uh, when I was in the city, I was still playing. Five years ago, I was still playing with a couple guys here. And we were actually making music together. And we were trying to get some stuff going. And I actually had an electric kit, like one of those rolling kits in my condo. So I was recording music on uh, on that. And then after I got really into comedy, I'm like, I don't have time for drums. I got to be great. And I fucking <laughs> sold them fucking five years later. And I'm fucking in London yuck yucks. I'm like, it would have killed you to fucking keep up with the drums. You could have been the first drummer comic. <laughs> Bill Burr. <laughs> Go set your entire fucking drum kit. No, who, who just did that special? Who? Somebody did a special with drums? Comedy for drummers with the fucking the dude from... Um, it's, it's literally a comedy special came out about four weeks ago and it's for drummers. He just does drum bits and he impersonates drummers. Was it funny? I didn't watch it. No. <laughs> I, I left that world. <laughs> I left that behind. I don't even watch comedy specials anymore. Fred, Ar Fred Armisen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it pop up on, uh, on Netflix. Do you watch specials on Netflix? Yeah, I do. I'm not up right now. I still haven't seen Chris Rocks or anything, but no, I I, would, I do. I used to be, when I first started comedy, I was a big comedy nerd. Like, I listened, because mm -hmm. when I was still working in the office, and I listened to podcasts all day, watched everything you could. I got all the comedy content, and in the last couple of years, not so much. Like, I'm not as obsessed with following certain comics and stuff, because now as the more you get into comedy, you realize yeah, yeah. there are just other dudes that were doing it, and they did well, but I still love good comedy comedy's my favorite thing in the world so if it's fucking good i'll yeah i'll mm -hmm. still watch a special absolutely yeah I, uh, I i've been trying to mo get more into it over the last like year or so but like i didn't even have netflix for the longest time and then, you, uh, what i found is i'm more choosy now when i was new to comedy i would watch every special and be like oh this was okay this was not bad now i know what i'm gonna like and whatnot i can watch five minutes of special and be like i don't like this guy i don't like this comedy i don't yeah, like yeah. this style like it, I, i'm very picky i'm not gonna sit through what i know is gonna be an unappealing hour, hour of comedy where i used to do it just to see what it was and i should just sit through just to see what the fuck's out there it's good you know, to steal some jokes here and there. That's Go it. Go tell them with the open mics. Maybe we haven't seen it. the special yet. What you want to do is take pieces from a few different jokes <laughs> and weave them together. Yeah, build your own super joke. It's harder than people think. <laughs> it's not that hard, you stole though. stole this whole act. Do you know how fucking meticulous you have to be about piecing together an act if you got away with it for that many years? <laughs> What's high school like for you? Fucking... Dope. Yeah, so you're having a good time. <laughs> no. Skateboarding, fucking drumming it up. Ooh, fucking getting fucked. Yeah, no, I was. I had. A, I did have a good time in high school. I had a party. My friends were. We partied. We were, and we were idiots. And what high school? Like 
I don't even know the town you're from. Grey Highlands is the school. That's Grey in Highlands. Flusherton, which okay. is, you've done gigs near I, there. I did a gig in Markdale a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Mark, you've been in Dundalk too. <clears throat> Flusherton's yeah. in the middle of Markdale and Dundalk. Okay. So my school was not like a small hick school. I think we had 1,200 kids because it was kids from an hour everywhere around. So I had a big school and uh, uh, it was fucking good. I mean, it was it was very country. There was a lot. Of, the thing is, here's the thing. I... The way I joke about where I'm from is I, I put more, I always talk about kind of like the hick element, mm-hmm. but there's a lot more to where I grew up. There's actually a lot of culture. It was kind of weird, like in not a lot of culture. There wasn't, it was all white people, <laughs> but they celebrated different things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There was a big weed uh, called like a lot of, I knew I had a lot of friends with like hippie parents, like not, like not farming parents at all, like just hippie parents. I knew a lot of stoner parents. A lot of broken homes where I came from. It was like a very high, high divorce rate where I was, mm-hmm. it seemed. And uh, But it was cool, man. School was... It was. I think we had fun looking back. It was stupid fun, but we partied in fields and shit. And Oh, yeah. That's what we did. We There's fought and we parties. did stupid, stupid shit. And I can count, you know, on, I can fill up a hand on times I almost died growing up. But, like, looking back... Oh, there's times I look back. It was like, awesome. How the fuck? Was, oh, how am I still alive right now? Yeah, yeah. And there, oh, there's a few. I have like three specific instances in my head where I just know I'm like, oh, I was like one fraction of an inch this way or one second where I'm like, I almost mm-hmm. killed me or other people. Uh, a lot of drinking and driving where I grew up. Oh, yeah. Which man. now when Niagara I look back, I'm like, holy fuck, how stupid was that? Niagara and, was insane for drinking yeah. and driving. Well, because it's like you do want to be here now or do you want yeah. to be somewhere else? Because if you don't drive your car... Yeah, everything's so spread out. There's no fucking public transit. There's no cabs. And even if you do call a cabin, like where I came from, if I called a cabin, it would have to come from St. Catharines or Niagara Falls, and it's automatically $30. Yeah. I'm just like, why the fuck would I take a cab? We had a cab that was a short bus. It was the party bus. It was driven (laughs) by this super old dude that had white hair and even whiter skin. And his name was Whitey, or that's what people called him. (laughs) Fucking Whitey would pick people up and he was fucking miserable because only assholes from like- Was he just like a, was was he a legit cab or just some guy that you'd pay 10 bucks and he'd drive you where you need to go? I'm sure somebody fucking faxed them a piece of paper, right? (laughs) Like he worked with two other people or something in this town. But yeah, he would show up and I remember- just like he would drive us to these field parties like he would light up a cigarette he'd be like no smoking on the bus you <laughs> fuck you whitey <laughs> he just fuck and keep driving the bus people drink what the fuck is that booze shut up whitey like it was That's just anybody always got you there our buddy scotty his mom had this uh this minivan that we uh we called the van that can yeah and uh we took it everywhere so everyone Everyone would drive to Scotty's house because that was a, that was the place where we'd party. Um, he built this built this insane room inside his barn, like it was like legit carpentry, you know, like real carpet down, trim, drywall. Like this was a he, and it was a bar. Yeah. That he built inside his barn, and it was like nicer than any rec room you've ever been in. And uh, we'd all go there, and that was our prime up. Yeah. And then we'd uh, we'd pick who's driving. And somebody would have to drive the van that can, and you'd have to drive seven people to like St. Catharines on Niagara Falls, if that's where we're going. I hate to go to Niagara Falls. <laughs> who's, who's driving, Jeff? But, Only Palm Bays for you, <laughs> bud. That was the thing. Like, um, Eat Palm Breezies. You, dr- you would drive seven people a half hour away to go drinking, 
and every single one of those people would buy you a drink for being the driver. Sure. Like, hey, man, thanks for uh, thanks for driving tonight. Like, Bit of a conundrum on the way home. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, man. But at that point, nobody cares. Their no. heads are out the window. No one's got their seatbelts on. You know, just like the prelude <laughs> to how many fucking horrible things have happened to teenagers. Yeah. It's, Head out the fucking sunroof. But we had uh, my buddy's farm, Scotty's farm, had, uh, had these mini buses. And we would take these out, like, fill them up with, like, 20 people and fucking fly out to St. Catharines and just... And we, I remember one night we were just chanting in the bar while we were doing shots. We're like, drunkest guy drives home. And like, just fucking ridiculous, yeah. stupid shit that we should not be alive for. I mean, well, whatever. At least we're, we've used uh, the fact that we're alive to make the world a better place. Oh, yeah. To we're making better, people laugh. Leave it better than we found it. Right? <laughs> That's all it is. I, uh, I want, uh, I want to get to this uh, story because I want to, I want to find out uh, the startings of you being such a ladies' man. Hmm. But is this a uh, joke you do about losing your virginity in a ditch? Is this true? Yes. You, like, a, a, like a big yeah. country ditch. Big, dirty country ditch. <laughs> and who was this girl? It was on the dump road. It was on the dump road? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's driving down there at um, night, eh? This girl was, she was a few years older than me. Uh, I don't know how I really talked to her. Like, cause it, it started with a landline phone call <laughs> at like 1230, right? And agreeing <laughs> to meet up at this ditch. And it's like, dude, you got to know that you're meeting up at the right ditch, right? Because there's, no, there's no point. You know, you be like, you know, if you go to Young and Dundas or if you see the fucking Tim's, you've gone too far. It's just like, it's the one near the dump. It's the stop sign near the dump. I'll have a lighter in the fucking ditch, you know. I'll have a fucking jar full of fireflies in the ditch. But yeah, and then I, I went there, I biked there. I was with a buddy too. We both biked there and then he waited up the road, smoked cigarettes. Well, and you were just like, I got to go fuck this yeah, chick? Yeah, sex with this girl in this ditch here. And he was did, like, oh, yeah. Did he know the girl? Had he, had he been to, to school with Had he girl. been to the ditch already no, with her? I don't think he had. had you're not, you're had not the first one that she took to that ditch. No, though, no, right? no. Well, maybe not. No, she, I'm not the first time she's had sex in a ditch. But I do <laughs> like to believe that that was our ditch. That was our ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just um, don't take anyone to the dump road ditch. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like we stepped in water on our way down. And I broke like four condoms. And there's a flashlight involved. And it was <laughs> an absolute fucking mess. But... <laughs> but I mean, but you uh, fell in love. Someone had to do it. Yeah, man. I'm, if anybody knows where uh, she had blo- she brown hair, What's her name? you know her name. No, I'm not saying her name. You're not saying it. Um, <laughs> I told the story on that MTV's Losing It show years ago, oh, yeah, yeah. and she messaged me the next day. Nice story. I'm like, oh, I forgot people in Great County are still watching fucking MTV. <laughs> um, did you say her name on MTV? <clears throat> uh, no, no, no. Uh, so just just she knows you're talking fam- about her. She has a big family now, Jeff. <laughs> Started young. She has a she? very big family. Now. <laughs> Got a bunch of ditch babies. I don't want to interfere with that. Yeah, I think she did some pond birthing. <laughs> it's a natural. Thing. One time I came out in uh, my yard. So we have Mennonites that were our neighbors, uh-huh. and there's a property beside us, and it wasn't our property, but there was a pond on it. And one day I came out and I was barbecuing on the back deck, and I look out and I see like eight or nine Mennonites swimming in this pond and it's like it looks like the 1920s right so, <laughs> they got the straw mouth it's like where the fuck you're literally looking at a bunch of kids that are about to learn that a war has broken out right? and they're straw they got wrists the size of your femur and these guys are all swimming in this pond i just come out and i go hey like that and you sh- like like they were like 
like raccoons. Like they all, <laughs> they all like looked at me quick and they scattered, dude. They all went different directions. I swear to God, one of them went underwater. I never, <laughs> I never saw them come back up. Why they scattered? Just they scattered just because it wasn't their property either. <laughs> but I gave a hey, like it was mine. But they, the way that they scattered was like everyone for the. It wasn't human. On their own. It, was, yeah, it was so not the way we're conditioned as humans to deal with a situation like that. Like yeah. I swear, one went up a tree. One, it's, it's, <laughs> Somewhere that guy's still underwater. Uh, where were these uh, Mennonites from? They came from. I don't know where they originally came from. They weren't there when I was first a kid. They they came sometime when I was like in grade five or six. I forget where they migrated from. But we had the first one we ever had. We got a kid named Fuck. It was Ezekiel or something like that. It was very much what you would think it was. And they had like a broken German accent and they couldn't speak English that oh, I well. know where they're from. Then they're from the same place Mennonites in my town from. Probably. Mexico. Oh. <laughs> like south, south, well, south Mexico. Were... There's like a, there's a big settlement of uh, like German Mennonites down Maybe. there. Well, they, yeah. They're, uh, they're fucking inbreeding crazy motherfuckers. Well, that's the, that's the problem with it is that... Um, we anyway, we had this one kid, and one of my best friends became good. He was like fascinated by this kid, and they became like best friends at school. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because right? <laughs> he couldn't hang out after school or anything, yeah. right? So, and uh, he had to stop going to school at grade eight. So, like by fucking yeah, you got to work grade for the seven, I'm like TikTok Ezekiel, fucking get your hangs in with Adam because <laughs> he's mine. I want him. Back. He's mine. Come grade eight, and then around that time, a lot of them started coming, and now. When you go back there, I, I drove by my public school last summer or no, before the summer when school was still on. And I was dry, I drove by with my dad and I saw the backyard and it was recess and it was half and half. I swear, like it was half Mennonites and it was segregated. Like they were not hanging out together just as it was when I was a kid. And uh, it's really it's weird. There's girls so... all in those dresses still. Oh, they're wearing those dresses. Yeah, yeah. Mom, um, mom made them those dresses. Mom, I'm pretty sure that they are mom by the time they're eight. <laughs> like, they have to do all those things. Yeah. Go down and fucking get the washboard out and do everyone's laundry. Like, but it's terrible. Like their clothes, it's bad. I think I'm pretty sure whatever happens in those fucking houses is pretty dark because there's a lot of inbreeding and these kids yeah. are coming out with hearing aids because there's no blood, there's no separation in their bloodline and they deal with everything internally. Cops don't get called to a night's house. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine horrible things happen to the women in those places oh uh, yeah the uh the, the one guy i knew he was uh the mechanic at uh, scotty's farm mm-hmm. and uh he had like eight kids and this guy was yeah, a, had a raging alcoholic yeah. like fucking raging i remember one time we were, we were having a party in one of the farmhouses we were just like let's go to that house have a party we got there and couldn't get the furnace on so we called this guy like it was about eight or nine at night we're like can you come down and fire this thing up he comes down just shit canned and then somebody hands him a Mickey of tequila, like, want to sip? And he fucking chugged a Mickey of tequila in front of us. Yeah, and they did. just started falling over everywhere. Like, what the fuck? The man? worst part is, too, is that you, you can't just, they're not just putting their wives through drywall. Because have you seen the things that they build? Yeah, yeah there's no drywall. No, they, it hurts. You're getting the stud, bitch. It hurts. <laughs> that's fucking, that's mahogany. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, this guy, he had the worst teeth I've ever seen. Like, they don't brush their teeth. This guy said oh. he, he doesn't brush his teeth because it, it uh, they bleed when he brushes them. That's good, though. Scurvy. <laughs> He's like, might be the last man with scurvy. Have an orange. Is it Kaya? Fucking, they... The, well, that's the thing, though, is that it's like... It's horrible because they're these kids... 
don't have a chance and they're not allowed to be kids right after grade no. eight you have to a woman has to be a woman and a man has to be yeah, a man i gotta work for everything and goes to the family you take everything from them they're not allowed to have friends they make these relationships and then they have to lose them and it's just i don't agree with it. it's such a fucking it's so archaic and such a predated fucking way to think and live and it's really really doing an injustice mm -hmm. to all the fucking people they bring in because they bring them in at an alarming rate yeah but so. they are great at crocono are they uh, maybe probably <laughs> it's I'd their like game throw a it's their game. <laughs> i'd like to see a mennonite throw a fucking discus the mennonite olympics <laughs> you seen the fucking hands on these guys yeah it's we uh, had one mennonite uh, uh his we nicknamed him shotgun willy because he uh he put a hole right through his arm with a shotgun it was all just scarred up yeah just totally just those will do apart. that yeah <laughs> And they love smoking butts, those Mennonites. Yeah, they also love being the only people that have a generator when the power goes out and a laptop. And like they, it's they, they've cut every fucking corner. They have figured out who decides what corners to cut in a society where when the power goes out, your generator fires up, but when you get horny, you still fuck your sister. <laughs> who decides on what the compromises here are? Uh, uh, well, some of them got some hot sisters. Can't blame them. But that's the thing, Jeff. They were hot two generations ago. You're, it's harder and harder to find a hot one. Is it true that shit you uh, talk about, about they would bring people yeah. in to fuck their women? Yeah, and that's like a thing. If you look at, you can look it up too online. Some things will say confirm it and some things will say it's a myth. Just to get some like, new blood in there. It's like right? kind of like an old, it's like an old tale, but it's like true. Like it did happen in certain places. And it was about, yeah, about them bringing people in and having like anonymous sex essentially with the women paying you a small sum of money. So you could introduce new sperm in their mm -hmm. bloodline, and it was essentially because uh, the kids were coming out sick. So you could go, you know, Jeez. come into a hole in a blanket. And you, you never, you never got the. I don't think I was old enough call? when that was happening. I would have put out some feelers. I would have come back in this. Uh, I should have go my, back right now. <laughs> I was working at the ice cream factory during summers when I was in college. That was yeah. a mistake. Go, go start putting up some ads. <laughs> just start. Fresh sperm here. Got a bunch. Come get it. <laughs> Not sure how good. <laughs> got a freezer full of it, untested. <laughs> probably garbage <laughs> pancake batter kids come out worse what the fuck you were supposed to help <laughs> what's uh how's your heart doing you had a he had a little scare a while ago is that a family thing yeah it runs on my on my dad's side it's uh, there's like this you know what like angina is it's like the hardening hardening of arteries okay yeah, yeah. um i'm pretty sure my great uncle had it my great uncle died from it my grandpa had it and almost died from it. My dad had triple bypass heart surgery at 40. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, and I have uh, high blood pressure and other signs of it running in me. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I might genuinely live in my 30s with the real possibility of being one of those young people that has a heart attack. So I'm trying to fucking clean shit up a bit. Um, what's uh, what's your dad's uh, party life like? Um, not heavy. He's no. not, you know, he's not, he's not a heavy, uh, he smoked heavily for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that was the one thing that he did do. And he, he drank and stuff, but not, he wasn't ever like a drunk or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the doctor essentially told him that when he had his surgery that he would have died if he hadn't been in as good a shape as he was. And he's exercised his whole life. He's in much better shape than I've ever been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, I quit smoking two years ago. And like, cause I do a lot of things, obviously. So I'm try I try to cut out the things I can control. And I was able to not smoke. So I quit smoking. Mm -hmm. Currently, I'm working on just the drinking less, doing more nights where I'm having to, like I was never drink a coffee two years ago at fucking this hour. I was already yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's evening time. Let's have a drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I I find that lately I've been like like I gotta consciously take nights off. Like yeah, hey, don't don't fucking drink today because you know like I'm at home. I got fucking so much booze at my house. I'm just like maybe yeah. That's the year I was tested. Know? 
But uh, well, for me, it's like I can't. If I have one beer, I just start drinking. Mm-hmm. So like I can't. I don't have casual beer. So when someone offers me, like I was at my buddy's before I came here, and he offered me a drink, and I was like, no, because then I'll literally come here. I'll go to the wine rack across the street. I'll drink through this. Then I'll go out and fucking. Standing on a cop car at three in the morning. <laughs> but like, that's the way it is. I can't. The Escalates quickly. Open. Well, I just have to not drink. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do understand that I'm a person that has to drink or not drink on that well, night. Well, what about last night? We had, uh, we split that, that did okay, went home. But I still needed to get that last picture. And like, I couldn't go home on that. I needed to be a little more buzzed. But then I got home mm-hmm. and just smoked a bunch of weed right away. Well, that was the thing, because like, I was... <laughs> I was going to go home and I was thinking, I'm like, I had a couple drinks at the club. Maybe I'll go home and have one and see what happens. Then you were like, you guys feel like going for a drink? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go for a drink, you know? Yeah. But, oh, I still drank wine when I got home. Yeah. So there was a, there was an open bottle. Well, you know? I had to get up at 430. So I like went home and just like smoked a bunch of weed. And that's the thing is I've been smoking a lot more weed to kind of supplement it. Like it's a lot easier for me to not drink when I'm high. Mm-hmm. I need something still. Yeah. No, I... uh I did the sober month in November. I was stoned out of my mind sure. every day. Just because I, I can't just sit there and do like. But it makes it easier. It's so much better. It's so much better to be high than drunk yeah. all the time. Like, I mean, yeah, high's you easy. have to do one. High's easy because you can function at life and you're just like, you just feel nice. And you're just not destroying your insides the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not quite as damaging. I mean, sure, it still is, but. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I like the edibles a lot more. I want to I want I, I want to get off smoking so much and yeah. just maybe I love the edibles. The edibles. They, the edibles give me the munchies so much. Yeah, I well, can fucking and they last forever so too. much. When I yeah, but do you not find you're hungrier from edibles than from yeah? Smoking? But I I I got pretty good control these days yeah. of like eating if I'm stoned. If I stay away from food, I'm good. But if all of a sudden I'm around food, oh yeah, yeah. I There's a bowl of chips in the bump. room. You're like, well, I'm gonna eat that yeah. bowl of chips. You go, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I still, I'm. It's just part of. I'm trying not to be drunk seven days a week anymore. It's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Yeah. When did the partying start? When you were a teenager? It started early. Like grade nine is when I like, I started. Like I, I started smoking weed in grade nine, I think, and then by grade ten, I was doing mushrooms, and probably ecstasy started in grade ten. I, I never did E, but I did a lot of acid in grade nine. Yeah. I didn't do acid really. I did mushrooms, a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, I like mushrooms. And uh, then I started doing ecstasy around grade ten or so. Hitting the raves, and we did no. Get your fucking glow stick going, rave. bud. Country ninety three dance, <laughs> at the fucking legion. <laughs> hey, if you guys smoke, you guys stay within the snow fence. Uh, no, nah, man, it was just me and my buddies. Like that. it was honestly some of the best nights of my life. Where just me and my best friends, super high. With all the beer, like we knew, we learned how to prepare. Mm-hmm. So we had all oh, the yeah. booze for the night. We had all the cigarettes. We had all the weed, and we would just fucking listen to music. And there'd be like seven or eight of us, and it was the greatest shit ever. Ecstasy was the honestly some of the greatest times I've ever had with some of my favorite people ever. We're just hanging out on ecstasy, not going to do anything crazy, just hanging out on mm-hmm. it. It was, and we did a lot of that in school. Like I got that, I did a, probably a bit too much of that. Yeah, I remember my buddy had this little. Uh, it was like a. Room built off the back of his house, sort of you know, like a little mm-hmm. sunroom. Had some couches in there. We uh, we ate mushrooms and drank beer and smoked butts in there one night. And I was just like, 
I was like, because there's a party up the street. I'm like, you guys want to go to the party? And they're like, no, this is great. I was like, yeah, this is actually. Yeah. And like, I'd rather just sit here with you fucking guys. And- well, it's a bit, I like coming like going to a party, getting high at the party, and then gathering all our friends. And then we'd end up at my buddy. We had a, he had a place called The Room. And it was just like this shed out on his property. It was a nice, like it was all like carpeted couches. We had music and everything. And we would just go there and fucking smoke all night till the sun came up. And it was the. Smoke them darts, bud. Darts, weed, everything, man. It was How old were you when you awesome. start smoking cigarettes? I tried cigarettes again in Germany for the first time. I did that uh, that same summer. That yeah. same summer, um, my dad had to go home, so it was just me, my brother, and my mom left there, and they had the cigarette machines all over. My dad smoked players growing up, and I always thought if I smoked, I wanted. He's so those are the white filters, but yeah, to yeah. me, a cigarette was always like the brown filter. Like, yeah, yeah the Dumos, the Dumos. So I, the first cigarette I ever bought was out of one of those machines. I bought Camels, and I, uh, so I wasn't even inhaling on this. I just bought. I mean, I fucking hit them in my grandpa's. <laughs> laundry basket <laughs> and fucking three hours later that afternoon he's like not the fuck and i got caught I like, <laughs> laundry day i picked laundry day and uh so he told my mom and then my mom made me go home and tell my dad and that was all shitty and then um your dad freak out my dad he was yeah no he was man. super mad about it because he just didn't want me to smoke right yeah. he, he, he really never wanted me to do that and then i started smoking when i was 15 probably like really regularly and then i do mm-hmm. most no 14 probably actually when i was first working at the gas station uh yeah smoking uh the morias was a thing and then on to belmont nice yeah. my first cigarette was an export a oh fuck what I color was, uh green that's the hard no no gold sorry gold yeah. export gold, a gold. green is, yeah, the, yeah. is the kiss of death yeah yeah no export a golds is uh i remember because i was so young i was i went in my mom's purse i wanted to get like a loony to go buy some fucking candy from the store yeah and then i was like Oh, mom's hiding cigarettes because mom, mom smoked, but she she tried to hide it her whole fucking life. Yeah, and uh, I was like, well, let's try one of these. And I remember I took it and I kind of book of matches, and I had the cigarette just sitting on the concrete at the school around the corner from my house, and I was trying to light it with matches just sitting on the ground. <laughs> That's how you do it. Did you get that thing going? I finally got her going, and then I I got on my bike and like rode around. Oh, I thought you carved fucking Jeff was here in the wall with a rock when you were done lighting that cigarette. <laughs> Jeff Light cigarette here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think smoking cigarettes probably the biggest regret I ever have in life. But you quit. I mean, yeah, I quit, but it was just like I chain smoked for a long time. Sure, but I mean, when I look back, I don't regret. I mean, I I loved smoking cigarettes. I yeah, loved I loved with it cigarettes. too. I loved it, getting out of comedy shows with cigarettes. I love fucking. I no, loved it was great. It. That's why I did it. It yeah. was just looking back, it is the worst thing you can do for yourself. Sure. I can. You do it fucking twenty five times a day. That's what I was doing. Yeah, but now like I smoke a joint a day. Maybe two, you know? Yeah. So it's... Oh, yeah. It's way better. Like, I don't even smoke. Like, today, my buddy put tobacco in the joint, and I love when I catch that every once in a while. I'm like, oh, that's delicious. But I, don't, I won't touch tobacco again. But I'm like, I, I, if I catch it in a joint once every six months, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't touch it. It's been over two years. I don't imagine myself ever smoking again, but I hear stories of people like, oh, yeah, I was quit 10 years, and then something happened. I'm like... I don't know how. Yeah. Like, I'm out of the woods. I'm going on, I think, eight years yeah i'm just like well this is good i don't i think i'm beyond everything but there's times like i have smoking dreams yeah oh i've had dreams where i wake up like where i start smoking in the dream I'm like what the fuck am i doing and i wake up I'm like oh fuck like yeah. where i thought that i'd actually started smoking again yeah and i feel like i i remember feeling like shit in dreams and i'm like well i best 
guess I just better go buy a pack now. Yeah. And then like this, the dream is just me going to buy a pack of cigarettes and then smoking cigarettes. It's, there's nothing happening. It's just me smoking. I don't know, man. It sounds like a pretty fucking cool dream. <laughs> just flicking them yeah, fucking in the street when right. you're gone. <laughs> so you're laid in bed, eh, with your shirt off, big curly chest hair. Doing the Andrew Dice Clay around the head. Oh, hickory dickory. <laughs> Cigarettes were great, man. I, 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 you know how much bad comedy I've watched since I quit smoking cigarettes? <laughs> you got to stay inside now. Oh, wee. <laughs> I think I got worse at comedy, taking it all in. Oh, too funny. When's the, uh, when, when do you move up the drug, cha- drug chain there? When did I die? Yeah. When, when, you, when, when did you evolve the... past the ecstasy? Um, Is that college or? No, in college, I was still trying to get my hands on some real ecstasy and I never got it again. After Gray <laughs> County, I never really found it again. And then when I started partying in Toronto, uh, it was MDMA. But MDMA is, I always consider it not as heavy as ecstasy. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's like a little bit less. And then, fuck, from there, you know what is weird is now, I don't remember my first time. Doing coke? Yeah, I don't even remember when I did it. I know that it was, I know that around the time that I did it, and it was, it was after I broke up with my girlfriend and was living with my buddy. Years ago now, obviously, but uh, I don't even remember the first time. Let's get into this girl. This was uh, the, the the one that uh, did she get away or did you uh, no. you send her away? No, we needed to get yeah. away from each it, other. Uh, it ran its course. Yes, <clears throat> much like the Rude Dudes podcast. It, it was exactly like the it, Rude Dudes podcast. Same relationship, course. just a bunch of drunks couldn't get along anymore. <laughs> you guys live together? Yeah. How long was the relationship total? We lived together for a total of about two years. So it was a little over two years that we were together, and then we'd still see each other when I would like go back when i'd go down to la oh she's she's uh she moved to la what the hell she do she does a lot of stuff she does a lot of stuff i don't want to plug her shit well is she uh she works on a show we both love um oh she's in uh in in the showbiz like behind the scenes no 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 she's in it she's in it who is this chick you know who she is what's what's the show come on i don't know don't make me do it. Come on, just say we'll it. Put it on a piece of paper and show you. <laughs> I'm just going to say it when I see it. <laughs> it's Rick and Morty. But... Oh, she's on Rick and Morty? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I don't, I don't, I've never actually watched that show. I've oh, been okay. told a million times to watch it. So I guess she's just a voice then. Yeah, well, she is now, yeah. Okay, well, good for her. Doing, yeah, God bless her. Doing much better than you, eh? No, we're cool, though. I don't like. I, I don't care anymore. I don't have any, like, I, don't, like, I have real resentment. I mean, we still talk once in a very fucking blue moon. Mm-hmm. Briefly. And how long were you together? Sorry, did you say? So over two years. Two years. Oh, a couple of years. Like we lived together for two years. So we were, I don't, I don't know. But then again, we carried on for much longer, but we weren't like together together, but we still stayed in each other's lives for like three more years after that. And this is the the, the last time you were uh, <clears throat> locked in? Yeah. But I don't credit it to that. It was just, I, I was unhappy in that. And uh, after it, I just realized I kind of came to, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to be in anything unless I really want to be in something. And I just haven't felt to, that I want to be in something. There's, there's been no one to, uh, to tickle it's, your fancy yet? Oh man, I've tried, but I, yeah. I find within, it, well, I know because very I see, quickly I, I, I'm done with something and I feel, and I, I don't know why. I, I don't mean to. I've met some very nice people. I know you've told you've told me fucking a dozen times. And you're like, oh, I think I think this I'm one. I'm in love. Yeah, I think I, I think I could uh, make it work with this yeah. one. And then three the weeks later, week, I'm yeah. reading a fucking gray text that I have to scroll <laughs> three times. Because, <laughs> oh, what have I done? And now it's like you know, fucking turning thirty, the hair's thinning. I know yeah? I've taken things you, for granted. You think you're gonna lose it? I will eventually. I know I still have a while. How's your dad looking? 
That's okay. My dad's been fine. My mom's side heard the men on her side. Of you feel it going though? Yeah, I, I mean, it's thinned out yeah, for I, sure. It has. Yeah, uh, that's uh, for that's, sure. It has. My hair is pretty much the best physical part of my body that's terrible i know <laughs> it's it's a good thick head of hair that's good man i mean i took it for granted just like i did all these girls that liked me when i had the hair and when it looked like i was going to be super successful and all these things and now i found myself messaging some people being like what up like, no, man, we're, we're done you and i are done do you see yourself eventually settling down and uh i don't know you want to be a family man no i don't see that necessarily I don't. I don't rule out finding someone that I enjoy being with, but I don't know about. I, I honest to God, I'm super uncomfortable around kids. I don't like people's yeah. kids, but I like my like family. Like I always like my young cousins, like people that mm-hmm. I'm related to. So who knows? But like right now, sitting here, I'm like the idea of having a child and having to do parent stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. is a nightmare to me. Yeah, it's a fucking I, uh, nightmare. Well, I'm. Uh, what do I got? Eight years on you. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. But also, it's not. It's not our parents' time anymore. I mean, if you did want to have a kid, it's more, way more regular for someone to have a kid at 40 now than to have it at 25, which mm-hmm. I think is a way better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get. You don't want to do it too late. The thing I like about my me being born when my dad was 24 is now that I'm an adult, I've got more time with him when we can actually fucking get along. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. Like, because we just, but 20, we just butted heads until I was 21. 24 is not outrageous, though. No. Like, what was my dad? Was probably. 26 with my brother, 28 with me. Yeah, but I, I was the third born. When yeah, I was no, 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 but like, dude, I, I got friends that had kids like 18. I got friends my age whose kids are fucking almost in high school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucked, but it's, it's, there's good parts and bad parts. Like, yeah. because, like I said, like now me and my dad, we actually have a very good relationship and it's very healthy and we talk and like hang out and enjoy each other. So but, you're saying my dad should have had me younger. No, I'm just saying eventually no, maybe along. you and your dad will get along. <laughs> no, we do. We do. But uh, it's been test. It's been a test. How's your relationship with your brother? It's good. We get along. But it's yeah. always been like, like well, you know, he's different. He's a, he's a bit of I met guy. him. He's, 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 he's way a, different than you. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't no, expect but, the pink hair. Yeah, he's fucking, he's got a lot going on, man, that you wouldn't expect. But he's always, he's always been like, that's no surprise to me. Like, I've, he's always been that way, but he's always been, I've always loved the guy. Like, he's super, super, super talented, dude. Mm-hmm. Super talented. Very, very. Wow, he cr- look, look at that logo. Yeah, he's creative. He's awesome. When I hang out with him, I laugh with him just as much or more than I do with anybody. So, like, we're close. We don't see each other or talk to each other a lot. But when we do, we, we get along really What's well. your, how's your dad feel about your brother? He's always been a little tough, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I can see, cause your brother is but, an eccentric person. But here's the thing is that, yeah. And that's always been a thing. That's always been a thing in our yeah, household. Yeah. And like and your dad's been, an army guy, a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hardcore, like a cop. And it's very much been, yeah, that's always been a kind of a thing and a bit of a problem growing up. And I think it was really tough for my dad. And then especially around the time too, when I was kind of like not taking sports as seriously. And my mm-hmm. brothers, I think that was all kind of sh- like why dad didn't. Yeah. It wasn't easy for him. It's like uh, they do get along though in this other level where my brother's kind of like more of an intellect. Like he's a smart dude and he reads a lot and he knows a lot. So like when I go there, my dad and him, they talk about like books and mood, like stuff like that. My brothers kind of put them on to a lot of stuff. So they have they have a very good relationship on this one hand, but there's always been the struggle on the other hand. Yeah, with my yeah, dad yeah. just kind of understanding him. Yeah. Right. But overall. Well, I can see that being a tough yeah. thing to cope with. Especially in the like place a, we grew a hard up. Hard-ass dad, you know? Yeah. In and, the country and Oh yeah. No, it was. And it was it was it truly was at times growing up. But and it didn't help because I was just always in trouble at that time. Like I was just 
I was just a shithead and my brother was going through all this other stuff and it was like I think it was tough for my parents for a while but like now when we go home together like we for the most part we all get along very well I love your brother got thrown out of the comedy show I did in your little town oh he didn't actually get thrown out oh he didn't get no 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 no. he he told me about what had happened he did (laughs) fell into somebody he like knocked somebody over Um, but he didn't actually get kicked out I think he left for a bit and then I come back this this show was probably one of the rowdiest shows I've ever been to that is Gray County man like there was Within five minutes of the show starting, I called a woman a bitch, and then it escalated to calling her a cunt, and then I told her to shut her fat mouth, and she still, she wouldn't even turn around yet. She would, like, her, she was facing away from the stage, and then she would, like, kind of turn and give me the finger, and then, like. See, when you tell me that from, like, Mark, I'm like, can you narrow her, can you narrow it down? Can you narrow her down a bit? And then when uh, uh, Pew was headlining, I uh, I went out to go to the bar, and there was like people in the crowd yelling at each other. They're like, "I paid twenty five bucks for this fucking ticket. You haven't shut your fucking mouth the whole time." Yeah, it's yeah. like, "Oh man, we're gonna get a brawl in this." Place. It's like the same, like you know how if you go to like a monster truck show, that's the same audience that was at a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same that if you go to like a fucking tractor pull, you're getting the same people at a comedy show out there. I didn't know if. Uh, I- <coughs> I went to Monster Jam and WWF at the Skydome years ago, and one of them, I'm not sure which one, but one of them, there was a guy in the stall with his son, and the guy was doing cocaine while his son was right. <laughs> like He was doing coke off the toilet, yeah. and his kid, like, you could see the kid's feet, like, he made the kid look like... <laughs> yeah, grave digger shirt on, hey? Dad's gonna take a piss. But yeah, yeah, because um, our, our agent asked how the show went after I was out there, and I was like, it was fucking terrible. And yeah. uh, he was like, well, he, he wants to do it again. Is there any advice I can give? The only advice I had, I go, tell him to do it on a Friday instead of a Saturday because you can't give these people all day to drink. And also do it underwater next time. <laughs> I know a pond. <laughs> we just got to get the Mennonites out of it. No, there's just one in there. I'm <laughs> sure he, he won't mind. He's still under there with his snorkel. It might be nice to have some company. <laughs> snorkel. No, he's over there with a straw. Like, <laughs> sitting on a lily pad right it's now. He's a haze. Looking up at the moon. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's good. Um, so then uh, you go to college. Uh-huh. What, Mohawk College? Mohawk College. Television in broadcasting? Yeah, in Hamilton. Yeah, I, I got accepted to that, but I chose Fanshawe. Well, Paul Haggis over here. <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> um, it, uh, well, I've been gainfully employed by... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, I was also employed <laughs> from the same means. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I didn't lose my job yet. Oh, yeah. I would well. like to, but... I'm just waiting on that package. No, that's the thing is that you you wouldn't like to as much as I did because I lost mine because I openly wanted to lose mine. I I I, I, I my boss knows I'm looking for a yeah, package. They did me a big favor when they let me go because <laughs> I was I was going to quit that job within I had already had in my head within six months was like the limit and then I would have left with no package with nothing. Yeah. I mean well, I, I just, don't want to leave without I didn't a package work for two years. Just take I've comedy. Been, I I've been uh, going on like 14 years or something there. Yeah, no, you are too far in. Yeah, I was like, six years. I, like I, I had no more. I had to be there four more years before things got like you got to hang it out. My whole problem was uh, up until last year, I could do both very easily, and now um, the comedy's to the point where yeah, that's that's just it. My yeah. comedy picked up once I left because before I couldn't I couldn't get the time off to yeah, do yeah. the amount of comedy. So I'm like, fuck, I need out of this. Mm-hmm. Well, this, it's the only thing that matters is to get you have to do the shows. Right? The hours are good be, because it uh, you know you're off at night and on weekends, which is good. But like it's just some nights I'm just flying from work to like Friday yeah. I took off from work to fucking Listowel. 
I was starting to get fucked on Fridays. That was the thing, or I couldn't get off at three. People were starting to get upset that I was just having to leave a couple oh, yeah. hours early. Yeah, I, got, I just got I and just then, got in trouble for that a couple weeks ago. They're like, no more leaving early on on Fridays. Yeah, that's the thing though. That's where I exactly where I started to get cut off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to stay here. But I um. Like I like I didn't work for a long time, and then that comedy really picked up, and now I've started making decent money off comedy, where I'm working most weekends and like getting, I'm getting at least some amount of money every month from doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So now that I started working this fucking part time shit, which I'm just gonna do for a while. But now that I'm paying much cheaper rent and doing that and making actual money off comedy, and it won't interfere. It's like I'm making full time money again, yeah. but paying. $700 a month less to live. So I'm going to try to fucking just, you know, put some away and get ready because I'm not going to work again forever. So when I quit, I want to have a fucking, yeah, you know? Enough to get you through the next six months. Yeah, right? I just don't want to fucking, <coughs> I, I want to control going into debt while I can. Mm-hmm. And then when, when I have to, I have to, and I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to be there. There was a few days, a couple months ago, where I, there was about a three, four day period at one point where I realized if I went outside, I would not be able to afford a cup of coffee. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be this fucking broke again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, I've been living up for the last few months. Since then, I got back on my feet through comedy. And then all of a sudden, this landed. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. So you, you graduate Fanshawe? Yeah. And did you move to Toronto without a job? Or you just, uh, you got. No, no, no. I took an, I had an internship here at with, City, City TV. Yeah. Okay. Commercial Productions. Was this before they moved from 299? This was Queen? down at Lakeshore. Down at Lakeshore? Yeah. The one by Lakeshore and Bathurst. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Omni City TV yeah, down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I was there, and then when I got hired full time, I moved up to uh, Jar- Jarvis, Warren Jarvis, to the main office. It worked by like the Sportsnet Studios. Yeah, there did it for fucking years, and I was such a drunk while I worked there. So every day I was hungover, and every sing- like the bigger sweater I wore at my desk, you knew the more that I drank the night before. Everybody knew like Wednesdays because after I'd host my show, I'd come I, just I used to wear a hat to be left alone. Yeah, like, okay, he's got his hat on. Leave him alone. Oh, I was a disaster at work, and everybody knew it. But I did my job. I could do it, right? But I was, mm-hmm. I was a mess, and uh, and literally every day like that. That time I was drinking like I bought booze. If it was the summer, I'd buy booze right outside work, and I'd walk like the forty-five minutes home and drink like four tall cans on the walk home. So by the time I was home, I was already drinking. By the time I got to open mics, I was such a <laughs> drunk piece of shit, like asshole. And uh, and I did this fucking seven nights a week for like seven years. I was just an absolute waste and now i'm just trying not to be did you start comedy after you had the gig like after you were working no, yeah no, no i was i was already working and then you were like i'm gonna try comedy yeah cool because i wanted my whole goal this of all this was to write comedy i wanted to be like i've always my dream was to write in tv or to write adult cartoons like that's what i really wanted to do so i always wanted to write comedy i just didn't know stand-up was going to be an option and then I, I wanted to do stand-up just to learn how to be a better organic joke writer mm-hmm. and then or stand-up just took over it does that. Yeah. So now, um, here we are. Now you're living the high life. You, uh-huh. got to, you got seven great roommates right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that living situation over there. Well, I have a chandelier in my bedroom. Because so <laughs> it's the never living room, dreamed isn't it? of that. Well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> what kind of kid ever believes he's going to have a chandelier? I'm only 29, bro. I don't have a chandelier. <laughs> Me and Drake. Those are the two people. I have a chandelier in the bedroom. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm living in the living room. It's been converted, so biggest bedroom, bitches. Uh, can't leave food out because the mice are hungry. Are, are there mice over there now? Oh, they're very hungry. You guys got traps? Uh, I bet live traps, eh? Well, here's the thing: live traps, and then uh, then Chris Roberts takes them upstairs and uh, names them, and oh, snaps <laughs> them on his balls. <laughs> oh, 
just coming into his hamper, which is the floor. No, you know what? It is a mess. It's a fucking cut. Here's the thing. If you live in a house like we are right now, everybody in the house, we'll just say for argument's sake, everybody in the house is a working comic. They're all people with a goal being a comic. That's the only reason this house works. If you mm-hmm. just, if I just lived in this house. Yeah, if you're doing a work, nine to five and coming home, like, well, fuck. I'm going to make some nice dinner. If you're doing a nine to five and living in this house, <laughs> you have failed so fucking hard. I always knew. I lived my first 10 years in the city. I was fortunate enough. I had roommates that worked. I worked. We, I lived in nice condos the whole time. This is my first ever house. I lived in nice condos for like eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. And I I always knew that when I, to make comedy work, to finally one day get somewhere with comedy, I, I knew I was going to have to take a step back to go forward. I, I was never right. going to be able to stay that comfortable while doing this journey. Right. Well, And now this is, if I don't, every day, man, that place motivates me. If I don't write, if I don't do stand-up, if I don't do something, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my life here. It's, um, it's since you've moved into that, uh, that hovel, um, stand-up has just been fucking insane. Like, the shit you're pumping out now is oh, thank you. better than... Better than that luxury fucking living you were doing in Liberty Village. I I got too comfortable. (laughs) Slept all day. I've watched three, four movies a day for the first fucking eight months I was laid off. I was like, this is great. But uh, what's it like bringing girls back there, though? But but this is what I'm saying. If you don't get better in a place like that, go fuck your dad. Well, I mean, I've had a few. I've had a few girls back there. It's more like you have to. It's all about you know when you're on stage and the moment you show the crowd that you're nervous. Or you're scared, mm-hmm. and now they have you. And you're the weak one. You got to get ahead of everything in that house. You want to have a girl over, you better have a joke for every fucking thing in there. You better be confident about it. You better be laughing about it. Because if you show that you're insecure about living in that place, you're fucked. Uh, you don't have funny. a breath. But I've had girls in there, it's like, it's tough, right? Because like, they're going to the washroom. I'm like, pull the door shut, right? Because I got my little heater that's heating the room because there's no heat in the house. Right? So I'm like, pull the door. He's like, how? I'm like, the string. Pull the string. No, you got to The towel fell. You have to put the towel on the top or else it won't catch. The towel's going to be at the top of the door. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then they go upstairs and they come back from the washroom and they look like they've just seen a ghost. I'm like, so are we still doing this or nah? You got to fuck them before they go to the bathroom. Oh, I really got to be. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's better that way. It's better to do it on my face, do it on my fucking face. I don't even like it. I'm just crying while I'm getting peed on. Come on. Don't shit on me. Shit on me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something. I mean, we put in that new shower. That helps. It, it used to be a fucking horror. It's still, but it's still fucking gross. I mean, it's, 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 it's living in college. You're living in college. But uh, mm-hmm. again, I'm with people that are all like my. Nobody's happy with being there. Everybody knows that they need out. And everybody's working to get out. And that's the only reason it works. What's the plan? Like, where, 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 where do you want to go? What do you want to do? I don't know, man. I want to, well... I want to get out. My goal has always been to eventually, I want to, I think I want to go to New York. I've always loved New York. I think that's where I want to end up, but still not for a few years. Like I still really want, I want to, I want to go at the right time. Yeah. And so that's, and that's also part of this. That's one thing I don't get putting about money away and shit right now. Cause I want to be able to get that, get my green card stuff together eventually. So people are always scared to go down to the States early up here, but like, why don't you go down there and uh, establish yourself there? Go fucking eat a dick for a bit because. Well, you- no, you're going to have to anyways though. Yeah, but do it do it as quick as you can, because like, like if you want to go down to New York, you're probably going to live in similar situations you're living now. Oh, for sure. But do you want to wait a couple more years to go live like that? Oh no, again? no. Me waiting a few more years is literally I'm wanting to start now getting my green card stuff together, and I know it's going to take me a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I want to just keep working my ass off here while I'm doing that. And I've had all the stuff sent to me. I have a couple of friends that are have shown me what I need to do and I'm going to start doing it, but it's a process and it takes a long time. Like I know it fucking took Marhej six years to get his shit through and look at all mm-hmm. the stuff he's done here. So it's more just, I've accepted it. It will still be a few years. I don't want to go on just like the A1. 
yeah. or whatever it is, the old one or whatever. I, like, I want to actually get the green card. So I realistically probably won't be for a few years, but that's the goal is to get out of here eventually. But I do want to do some things in Canada before that. I want to, you know. Mm. There's stuff to do here. We're working on stuff. I got so we're we're working on a few things. So, mm-hmm. um, pretty much done an hour. Did we? Did it feel good? Mm, yeah. We got you. We we it's nice we, to talk. Yeah, yeah. It feels good to have somebody to talk. I've to, been right? playing a lot of Call of Duty <laughs> with the headset on. Yeah, just yelling at kids on the internet. No, I play with my friends. Okay. You don't, you don't play strangers. We don't see each other anymore. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like sometimes I put the headphones down at the end of the night. I'm like. I guess that's it. Like, I don't get to... Do you maintain your relationships with your, like, friends you grew up with? I have. Or is it getting, no, I gotta, I do wanna, you find it getting harder and harder? Uh, the couple of friends that I grew up with that... There's a couple of them that moved to Toronto. Mm. I was just hanging out with one this afternoon. I still have a couple very good friends. But the for the most part, they, everyone has a different life where I grew up. They have families and everything. And it's uh, much different what I do. So, I have a few. But in terms of... No, I still have non-comedy friends, but I barely ever see them. Yeah, Basically, I, my whole social circle, all of my friends, everybody I hang out with every single night is a comedian now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I still have my back home friends, but it's just like, it's few and far between when yeah. they hang out. Well, I've had like a couple times I've hung out in a group of people who have been at a party and I'm hanging out with all people that aren't comics and I'll just say something that I think is fine to say. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, people, Not everybody's like... People, we, We've really let our guard down. Oh, I know. We, you can't offend us. Not everywhere is your cottage. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I literally walk into somewhere and say something like about a fucking, just something horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I realize that it's not funny to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And no. I'm so disappointed. Well, we are a different breed of people. Yeah. And, uh, but isn't it nice to just fucking laugh at everything? Yeah. And it's good. Like, that's why I gravitated to this world is because um i can say the shit that i've wanted to say my entire life and not just on stage but like just talking to friends like just shooting shit you know i did it because i wanted to meet sean majumder you will yeah you will someday you know thanks man we'll get you on 22 minutes i just want one <laughs> just, just want one of those minutes one no give me 30 seconds give me one. <laughs> <laughs> you got 22 whole minutes oh, i just want half God. of one just give it to me <laughs> <laughs> Who are your influences growing up? Jumder, of course. Uh, <laughs> comedy itself was for me. It started with probably The Simpsons. Yeah, was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. big. Uh, I mean, I always loved all forms, but like The Simpsons was the first. Like, I that's where like, I wanted to be a part of this. I wanted mm-hmm. to be with all cartoons. I wanted, and then like Simpsons, Futurama, all that kind of stuff. Uh, very much cartoons. I think shaped a lot of it. And I was always just huge into it. Was it was that's what it was scripted comedy that really really got me in. That's my biggest influences. But then in terms of stand up, um, obviously, like I love. Uh, I have so much respect for like the the greats like Pryor and fuck Chappelle is absolutely incredible. And then more recently, Burr is amazing. Um, but Who, who's your SNL generation? Um, f- Norm for Norm. sure. They, that when it was like Norm and fucking well, no, that's the generation I like now. I didn't watch that much SNL. Growing up. I was watching Mad TV when I was growing oh. up. Yeah, I was watching like Will Sasso and, and Artie Lang and all those. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Lang. For some reason, my house, we watched Mad TV. Really? I loved Mad TV growing up. And I think that at the time that I liked Mad TV, the Will Sasso generation was a weaker time for SNL. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty I sure. Remember, I, but when I go back now, <clears throat> I, I love the generation of like when it was like Rock and Spade and all those guys, right? Yeah, I came on. When I got into SNL, it was a fucking golden age because it was like uh, the the older guys were like Hartman, Kevin Nealon, yeah. uh, Victoria Jackson, and then um, 
And then like Mike Myers was, uh, he was like middle rung. And then the guys coming in were Farley, Sandler, yeah. Schneider, all those guys. So it was a, it was a good. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the golden age, man. Mm-hmm. It was a good stretch of years for the old SNL. Fuck. And uh, what's next? Did you watch Mad TV ever? I did. I uh, I tried to at the beginning. I think like the first couple weeks I watched it, and then uh, I didn't find it as good as SNL. Yeah. It probably wasn't. I met Will's house. He did a show a few years ago, and I was I telling him that. And I was like, "Dude, I'm like, I fucking love Matt TV. It was so good. I'm like, I watched it over SNL. He's like, Hey, like he, <laughs> like we had a, maybe a couple good years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, maybe if I rewatched it, I'd think that too. But as a kid, I, I I loved it. I was just a fan. Well, I think SNL's got like, oh, well, there's some shit. Yeah, it's probably twenty percent funny. Yeah, and even now, like, I don't know how they're doing. People say like, because there's always talks of okay, they're back, and it's. It's always been like that. Cylinders. It's always going to be up and down with, yeah, them, yeah. with the cast and the times. But who knows how long that's going to last? Eh? Another 40 years, maybe? I don't know. I won't be here to see it. <laughs> You're dying young, baby. Could be tonight. Blades of glory. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> just dying. No, just it's going to happen on stage. <laughs> how long do you think it'll take before people figure it out? Here, let me roll up this rim on the air because this is fucking... I've, I'm one for... 18 or something this time. Are right. you still? I usually don't even drink. Are you still worried about that rim? I of that cup I told you to throw out of my car and you never rolled it up every day. I saw somebody left their um, please play again. Every fucking somebody, fuck. somebody left their cup on the uh, streetcar. Uh, oh, like a couple days after that, you were bitching that I made you throw that yeah. out. And I was like, should I just grab that cup? Bring it off. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. just come and give it to you and let you roll it up yourself. <laughs> Thank you. I went back to that garbage can in Kitchener. It's and a latte. <laughs> I got a latte. Actually, I did get a latte today off someone, off one that Kyle Hickey bought me. All right. Hickey. Nice. Um, okay. Well, fuck, bud. That was it, man. Uh, where are you going to be? Let's tell the good folks. Oh, man. Um, I'll tell you where I've been. London, <laughs> London, London, London. You got nothing coming out? Um, coming I got a sweet. I got like, uh, I got Ottawa coming up next month. I got, uh, I got a few one-nighters coming, but I'm, for the most part, I'll just going to be around if you guys want to come say hi. Yeah. Stop by the house. Yeah. Swing by the house. I dare you. Swing from the chandelier. Test your metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I don't know. I'm fucking. This is just. I'm in a lull, buddy. I'm in yeah. a lull. Got a what, what, what apps are you getting laid on these days, buddy? I barely, um, barely use them. I tell you, I'm literally playing a lot of Call of Duty. It's gotten very dark. Yeah, this is how I'm. This is kind of how I'm coping with trying to drink less. <laughs> the last time I'm literally playing fucking video games, yeah, yeah, high you, at night. You Tinder some girl. You got to go out, have a few drinks with her. Sounds like fucking nightmare. But I have. I've been always very good at meeting so close to where I live. <laughs> you got to have like a, a little harem of girls that you can. You get some regulars now, eh? Yeah, well, I have some girls that I've been like, kind of like on and off with for years, even some, but I find some of them like I'll be with a girl and then they'll disappear for like a year and a half and then all of a sudden they'll message me out of the blue. I'm like, oh, you just broke up with someone for sure <laughs> and just knew I'd still be here. I like that sure bet. Does that hurt you? Or you feel good about it? Nah, man, I don't feel a lot. Let them ride the wave, baby. Let them ride the wave. Yeah. Can That's... we take a picture of the wave tattoo to promote this uh, podcast? No. You know you can't. Are there any pictures of it out? There's pictures of the wave. Oh, yeah? You got to go deep. I got to go deep? Yeah. I'll find them. You can find one somewhere. <laughs> find one somewhere. Just one, though. <laughs> Just one. I left a golden egg out there. Uh, your tattoo makes my tattoo feel not so fucking shitty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I as, know. Or as a, like, you know, from a, from a 
standpoint of uh, bad tattoos, you're you're up there, bud. Yeah, but I've come, I've overcome so much adversity. <laughs> <laughs> it's never, it's never prevented me from getting laid. Yeah, a lot of girls surf Often, that. Often, twice, maybe. Maybe it's prevented me from getting laid again. Has, has anyone ever seen the wave and then was like, yeah? No. Okay. Because, I, again, I've been so, I have ever, like, I'm so ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get me on it. Do you think nobody can make a joke about it that I haven't made first? Oh, you know? Great. All right. Um, plug your uh, plug your socials. Let the people come find you at Jarrett Campbell on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, yeah, just just do that. Come come find me. Come see I'm me fine. Sundays at Yucks. That's where I tend to be. Sundays <laughs> doing six, that six slot. Doing that free spot. Doing that six <laughs> slot. Seven minutes. Light at six. Doing that free spot when uh, when the host when the host drives. Are we working together BMW. again? Yeah, we don't have anything, do we? Um. No, not any club work. I don't think. Um, no, because I go out. Uh, I go out um, east. Oh yeah, what are you doing, Halifax, St. John? Halifax and St. John, and then I from there I go out west, and I'm just doing uh, just doing Alberta. I'm not gonna just gonna do Edmonton and Calgary and skip Vancouver and Abbotsford. Fuck Vancouver and Abbotsford. But yeah, yeah, the the good folks at Yucks are sending me out there. So uh, my listeners across country, come find me. Um, my guest today, guys, has been Jared Campbell. Uh, honestly, one of the funniest fucking guys coming up these days. So, uh, if you got a chance, get out there and see the kid because he's on fucking fire, and uh, who knows how long he's gonna live. So, Thank see you. him while you can, Thank hey? you. and make a video while you're at a show too, because you never know. <laughs> Please, uh, and send it to me if it's good quality because I cannot get Campbell my act real. together for a festival. <laughs> Help. Uh, but yeah, of course, guys, I've been uh, your host, uh, Jeff Paul. You can find me at Jeff Paul Comedy on all the socials. And uh, if you like coming to see live comedy, come down to the Dope and Mike every single Wednesday at the Underground Comedy Club. Oh, and of course, Jared Campbell has a show every single Tuesday at the Comedy Bar in with, Toronto. With my man, Marito with, Lopez. Yeah, his man, Marito Lopez. Um, it's called Five for Five, and it's uh, five bucks for five of the best comics in the city. So, uh, yeah, look at us. We're cu- running a couple of good $5 shows. Isn't eh? that nice? Yeah, yeah. I love the way you picked up when you said, I've been your host, and you looked for a business card <laughs> yeah. and read your name off it. Like, you snapped me like, I've been your host. <laughs> Jeff Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, uh, you know, we, we've been on the Never Sleeps Network. God bless. Uh, you need to take a nap on the bed? No, I'm going to go take a nap at home. going to try. Right. I All saw right. a mouse eat a June bug last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, get out to Comedy Bar Tuesday to see Jarrett. Come out to the Underground Wednesday to see me. And uh, keep listening, guys. This has been the Potato Files on Never Sleeps Network. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Jarrett. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.